When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, it's Dave here and I'm with my wife, Kathy. Hello. This is the cinema. It's where we walk to the movies. Today we're racing to the movies. Yeah, because we're a little late. A little late. Uh, so hopefully we don't miss any of this because we're already past the billing time. <laughs> uh, but, you know, you got... And, and the problem is this... Um, uh, it's you not don't really have to race your speech as well as your legs. You got to talk really fast because <laughs> the problem is with this uh, this new cinema, the light uh, cinema, which is a great cinema. But the problem is, that it's not a problem. But they have fewer. They tend to have fewer trailers and ads before the movie, which only gives us a twenty-minute <laughs> margin of error instead of thirty. So it's really thrown us off our game. And it's game. a good thing because usually I complain about trailers, but when you tend to get get be as late as we do. It's an issue. Yeah, it's um, not their problem, it's ours. And it's uh, one of the sunniest days of the year to set the scene and we're going to leave the sun on a Sunday afternoon and go straight into a horror movie. Yes. Uh, perfect perfect weather to see us. <laughs> the new Jordan Peele movie. Uh, let's wrap this up really quick because we've got to go inside. Uh, we like to get out. We're Love excited to out. see this. It was in my top movies of 2017 when we did our end of year review. We hadn't caught it in the it's cinema classier. but we had caught it at home. And it was in my top movies. It might have been in yours, Dave. I can't remember. I like um, that expression, caught it. We caught it. We caught home. it at home. As if it was just like, <laughs> you know, like just in the nebula. And we were just like, oh, there it is. Catch it. And it's exciting because I don't know anything about it. I haven't even seen a trailer. All I know is that I love uh, Get Out. So I'm really excited to see this guy's second movie, Jordan Peele. And also I'm a big fan of Lupita Nyong'o. So what a talent, her. Jordan Peele. I know, right? And I hope that this has like the humour as well that Get Out had because I don't like horror movies and I get very scared during them. Um, so I'm really pleased that when we leave the cinema it will still be bright. I've and seen, it won't be right before bed because I think that will help me watch I've it. I've seen GIFs from this movie or even they're from the trailer or something on Twitter that are scary in them. Just GIFs. <laughs> the scariest GIFs. Oh God. Um, so I'm well excited for this. Let's go in. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Can't believe how big Dave got. Did you hear Gabe got a boat? <laughs> He's kidding, right? He's not kidding. Hey, I think it's vodka clock. Oh yeah. Where's Jason? Jason? Jason! Where were you? I didn't know if you were lost. Stick with me and I'll keep you safe. I got There's a family in our driveway. It's probably the neighbors. But y'all scared of a family? Hi, can I help you? Zora, put your shoes on. If you want to get crazy, we can get crazy.
Right, we're back. We're out of the cinema. We're walking home. We've seen us. The sun's gone now. We missed it. <laughs> Actually, do you know what? We, it's funny going in. We were saying how we were leaving a sunny day for a dark horror movie a lot of the film was set in the sunshine yeah. it was on a beach so it actually felt quite appropriate um, why don't we I think we're going to need to go to Spoiler Street super soon I think if you're I think probably the best way to experience this movie is not knowing too much about it um, yeah I agree so I would say if you don't know anything about it like just go, go watch, watch it, it. Yeah. I think it's worth I do think it's worth watching I thought it was really interesting I think it's definitely worth a watch. There's I think we should problems. do like real initial thoughts and then we'll go straight to Spoiler Street. Okay, yeah? top, top uh, my sort of feelings are, I thought, it, I think it's a, re- it's a really interesting idea. Yeah, the idea is awesome. It's a very scary idea. And as it kind of unravels, I think the movie drops the ball a few times um, for various reasons. I, f- I think some of the comedy... While it was quite subtly weaved in throughout, took me out of the horror uh, at times when I thought I would rather have been scared, or it undercut the horror. Um, and I think by the and, and I think at points it became almost ridiculous. Like he teeters, the movie teeters on the ridiculous very um, frequently, and most of the time, kind of pulls it off. But a few times I was like, okay, this is just silly. I'm like, I'm, this, this is absolutely absurd. And not in a good way. But by the end, I was like, "This it goes full on batshit is kind of where it goes. Like, I, and I've never seen anything like that. <laughs> I've never, um, I've never experienced a concept even close to that. So it's really ambitious. Uh, I like that. And it's nothing like Get Out. So I think, I think it's definitely worth a watch. I think overall it's, a, it's successful. He did something very different. And I don't think it was a slam dunk, but I really, I thought it was a, a good movie. Okay. And, I, and I was quite creeped out regularly, which I guess is the main purpose of a horror movie. Well, it's an interesting one because like, I don't watch <coughs> horror and I'm very easily scared. And honestly, there was only one moment I found scary and I'll say what it is in Spoiler Street. Okay. Um, and I want to take this movie totally separately from Get Out because... Get Out is such a masterpiece that like it's not really fair to compare any movie to it um, and it's not really fair to do the whole second album thing on somebody like to have a first movie that's successful must be quite difficult in a way um, but, but would you agree that it's at least he didn't stay you know stayed in the same genre so to speak for his second album but it's an entirely different sound oh it's completely different yeah um, you know? but what I so first of all Lupita Nyong'o is it an oh, even so better good. actress than I realised. Like she makes this movie. She's fantastic. The, uh, to be the fair, husband I don't and think kids, the, I don't think it was Excuse a me, week. I didn't interrupt you when you give your initial review. Sorry, go on. Um, the husband and kids were brilliant actors as well, but she like stole the show. Um, it yeah, it wasn't scary enough for me, and then it wasn't funny enough for me. And what it really lacked for me is, unless I missed it, and there's a very high chance I missed it. The social commentary that I was expecting from it wasn't there for me. Kind of the, I was expecting a certain depth that wasn't here for me. I think we can tackle that in spoiler street. Because I think Dave, I think once again, I didn't interrupt you when you were doing your initial review. Okay. Um, so I think that was lacking for me a bit. I had certain expectations around some sort of social commentary. Didn't know what I was expecting. Um, 
And then it really lagged for me at a point where I was genuinely bored. But I say all that thinking, I'm totally agreeing with you and that it's really unique, it's really cool. He's got an amazing eye as a director. He gets fantastic work out of actors. He comes up with really creative, cool premises. Like, he's an amazing mind to come up with this shit that he's done in this and get out. Uh, so I completely admire it. Like, I think it's... I love the idea, but, but for me, the execution didn't quite work. And I think it, it, that is largely down to the running time of two hours, which was just too yeah, long. Yeah, it's too long. Um, but you oh, recommend but, it? Oh, yeah, I really recommend it. Um... And there's something about it where it took ages for a scare to happen, which I admired because because that's very easy to do in a movie like this to introduce some early shares uh, scares to give the audience the jitters. And I admire that he didn't do it technically, but actually I wouldn't have minded it because when I'm there for a horror film, I want a few scares, and I did just didn't get any. Um, Wait, and I didn't I, really I, have that sense of dread either that I usually have in horror. I was just kind of I kind, waiting to be scared. I kind of disagree with you. I think um, I think this movie has actually for a horror movie gets into the nitty gritty quite quickly like relatively if you term, in terms of it's running time like the get out if you think of get out is like 90% dread and setup, without knowing what's going on and then about 10% sort of action this is about 30-70 I would say like there's a, a there is an initial sort of creepy build up setting the stakes but by the you know the, the sort of the bones of what the movie is happens quite quickly yeah, but I just wasn't scared by it. But I, I, I think that's kind of to the movie's detriment in a way because... That's what I'm saying. It, it wasn't scary enough. It quite early yeah. in terms of the scares. And because that initial... when when when, Okay, can we just go to Spoiler we'll Street? go to Spoiler yeah. Street. So we're um, going to spoil, spoil us now if you haven't seen it. Um, spoilers for us. So for me, that moment when... Creepiest moment of the movie is there's a family outside. Yeah, family outside. Family on the driveway was terrifying and that's when I turned to Dave and said, oh shit, I have to leave. I can't watch this. Like, this is petrifying. Oh, I was turning to you and going, I can't cope with this. That's what I meant. Like, I, need, I was oh. like, oh my God, this is terrifying. And then I was never scared again after that. Honestly, I would, nothing okay. lived up to that for me. Well, Everything was farcical and like silly, but Lupita Nyong'o was like double when she was speaking and going, Okay. Okay. So I was like, really, like she was scary. And when then... she started speaking like that, I thought this is horrifying. <laughs> and then, as because she, she'd so much dialogue to get through, as that red, the alternate, yeah, it got less scary. Her, it got less scary, and that's what that's and a good example of what I mean by it teetered on ridiculous, and then occasionally slipped into ridiculous yeah. because sometimes she was going like, I had a rabbit for dinner or whatever, and then you're like, oh, this is kind of like a joke now. Or like, yeah. it, it it almost would have been like less is more with that. They if she, really if she had done... spoken very infrequently. Yeah, it because the others really didn't speak at all, so it was cool that she was able to yeah, speak, but, but it should have been more subtle. I, we know now why she well, was the only one that spoke. But because what, what I have to say is what really, twist. like in that, but but in, to that point of like overdoing the. Speech, Beach. And I don't want to sound negative because I still think this is a really good movie. But they really laboured the explanation at the end. And I find this kind of horror, kind of scary stuff is always better when it's left unexplained. And like, by God, by the end, we knew what had happened with these bloody tethered. Yeah, big it exposition. Went on dump. and um, on and on. And I was like, oh, this is ruined. This is like pulling the curtain, you know, on The Wizard of Oz. So like, agree. It's not interesting anymore. Less is more. And actually, sorry, to, to just wheel back slightly to that moment that we were talking about which is there's a family outside the reason that's the scariest moment of the movie is because it's the promise of 
what and the mystery of what is that? Yeah. That's the that's this there's just four people standing in a driveway looking at you and not moving and that's the that's such a scary image in itself and also you don't know what the hell it is or who they are or anything and that's the promise so that's the the reason and it's like that Blair Witch thing the reason the end of the Blair Witch is so scary is because they didn't show you anything and your imagination is more powerful than anything they can ever show you so in that moment our imaginations are running wild but I think it was really scary right up until the point because when we started seeing them all and they came out of the shadows and they're all in the living room together and then the family we're following ended up sitting on the sofa and I think all up until that that point was brilliant so even the initial introduction to them was brilliant and the initial scene with the Lupita Nyong'o talking and then it was just silly and like it's well, okay. such a shame I, I wanted to like this movie more but I still admire it like I'm not being negative about it I'm just I'm disappointed that you, it's just the way it went was just a bit all over the place by the end I felt like it was just a bit of a mess and I, and I hate to sound really I don't want to sound critical about it like this I wanted to come out and be raving about this movie but I don't know I don't know if there's much to say about is, it the thing is though okay so in that in that in that moment what you just described uh, the moment where they invade it's really scary and then they, they all end up on the couch I thought that was going to be the movie and certainly that's um, what I saw fr- what I thought I saw from the trailer was that I thought it's a home invasion movie and the whole movie was going to be that so do you know what I mean yeah them trying to get in and I think if you gave this sort of to any other horror film director that would be the easier route as in that's the, th- the more conventional route is you have a 90 minute tight um, home invasion movie which we've kind of seen a lot but that uh, but the difference is doppelgangers right they're trying to get in one of them gets in they slip out yeah. around the roof whatever we've seen that a million times so I love some- when the dad took the, the dad they're basically zombies right the dad zombie took the normal dad's glasses <laughs> yeah, that was a lovely touch but um but the fact that it didn't like as soon as she, they got sat on the couch and then Lupita Nyong'o <laughs> Red started talking this creepy exposition dump I was like part my brain was like oh it's like what is this this is weird and interesting so I again I gotta like admire Jordan Peele for doing something really oh, yeah, weird really and interesting and yeah. also the other thing is um, half like the, that scene kind of ends um, that, that what we thought was the movie in that when the four of them get away on the boat quite conveniently so I thought it was like oh they've all escaped and then it was brilliant so again, when they got to the like, rich people's house and they all just died like Elizabeth Moss who well, that was brilliant was, they were all very that enjoyable was fun, they were just there to die but one thing that I really loved in the movie was the music I thought the use of music was really cool I mean the, the I Got Five on it track and what they did with that was and that's kind of it that was used in the trailer as well but I didn't realise I thought it might have been just a clever marketing thing but it's kind of integral to the movie and they, they really like it's quite excellently done in the final climactic scene with Lupita versus Lupita um, <laughs> where they kind of pull the strings from it and it's like eh! yeah but I eh! thought that final scene with Lupita versus Lupita was the one that I was dying for and, and I thought it was awful I thought it was the worst part of the movie which I surprised myself by thinking that I was really disappointed in that what I love I love the idea of finding someone who's like 100% your physical equal because they're physically identical to you that's quite cool Um but it just it didn't come off for me at all and then when it got to the twist do you, I, didn't, okay. I don't get the twist which twist that she which twist that Lapita was the baddie all along well okay so this is how I understand it um 
she okay so the, the bad Lupita was the one who escaped to the surface world so to yeah. speak and that's the reason why she wouldn't speak after the event because none of them were able to speak yeah so she had to learn it and then she kind of learned how to speak through dance I guess or whatever and that was what set her free meanwhile the other Lupita is trapped down below no I get all that and, like, she, and then she and can she, speak and she rises up to lead them yeah and that's that's where the um, the holding hands plan came from because it was all she led the revolution but why <laughs> It was almost like I get all that right What I don't get is It was almost like Right at the end It was only then That like The Lupita we were following Seemed to only just remember That she was the baddie Yeah that's a good point That's the or bit maybe... I didn't get And the other one Said to her "You, Why didn't you take me with you So the other Lupita Red Seemed to not realise That she'd originally been The one who lived upstairs And then moved downstairs It was like Neither of them remember that bit Which is why it was silly Because I don't agree with twists When when even um, the characters themselves don't seem to realise something. Look, I'm not. I, I'm not quite sure no, the but, ins and outs of that, and I'm sure. People but do you? Are what do you be, think? Do you think that that was? I would rather talk about more interesting things about the movie, like the symbolism and. Excuse me, you can't tell me what I'm talking about isn't interesting. Okay, sorry, no. I, I I'm think, saying like I'm trying to unpick the. I genuinely walked out of there. I don't have the answer. Saying I don't understand it. Whereas I walked out of Get Out being like, I get it. It's so clever. It's amazing commentary on like social and racist issues. This is like, huh? That's just a twist for a twist. I think maybe she escaped... Okay, so maybe it's the... And I'm speculating because I don't know. The underground Lupita got up there and then just was had escaped and just led her normal life. Maybe she did know the whole time that... Because she said she knew she felt like that presence had always been there and that she was coming. If you think of the very beginning of the movie, she says to her husband... She's coming. They're coming. She didn't want to go to the beach. She but had then a that all me all there. Why? If you had so, PTSD of like a specific place and you'd had this horror all your life, okay? A, for some reason you've decided never to tell your husband, even though apparently you go to this house every summer. And then B, when your husband says, let's go to the beach, you go, I don't want to. And then you go, okay. Because <laughs> he like, said, well, Jason really you, wants to go. Why are you on the beach? You're all this <laughs> awful stuff happened to you. And I thought that was probably... Okay. Uh, one, the second best scene of the movie, aside from the one where the family all arrive in the um, driveway, was the bit initially when she was in the in the fairground. Oh, that was really, that was scary. really ominous. Really you knew something awful was going to happen. But I think, I think the t- the twist didn't really land for me. Didn't really add anything to the story, and just felt like a cheap t- twist. Do you know what oh, I mean? Oh, felt really cheap. And yeah. and I think, like you say, the fact that the two of us are coming out a little confused by it means it didn't quite work either. and I love a, ch- I love um, a twist it's just for me it felt like it didn't quite add up that was the bit I didn't get I mean you want to talk about symbolism Do I, I think no you well you brought it up earlier and you were trying okay. to figure it out I was also trying to figure it out and I and I'm sure somebody I'm sure there's a hundred it's been out since Friday so I'm sure there's a hundred essays online about what people think it means um, and that's the kind of good thing about uh, movies and uh, art or whatever you can interpret it in any way I, so, I think for me the crucial line was at the very in, when she sits them down and does her big uh, croaky sort of exposition <laughs> speech about who she is and eating rabbits and nonsense I had to cut them out with the scissors um, and she says we're Americans which I think and I think that's a crucial line because I think it's something to, I think it's a social commentary about America and how America is at the moment being t- kind of torn apart on the inside by itself um, and by the very people who who are Americans 
and there's also something or do you think it's something about the pe- uh, people being attacked who look who, who are just like them and that they're human but they're being dehumanised well, they're the- of another nationality Oh yeah, well possibly I hadn't considered that. I, I think I'm only tr- I'm only trying to apply logic. You to could this also look at it as like the rise of populism in America, in that there was a lot of sort of religious connotations, but this person from this uh, underground sort of subjugated, say, a class, um, who sort of organised everyone to rise up against their oppressors, who they perceived to be. Um, wealthy people um, in America, the establishment, because everyone does like everyone was very clearly wealthy. It's in a very privileged, sunny state. Uh, the the sort of um, the other family were particularly wealthy and influential, and they sort of took the country back. They thought what was rightfully theirs, and they were all holding hands together in a in a form of sort of symbolic movement from the 80s which again is like a lot of people looking back to a better time that's what um, America like, make America great again yeah but that's all a bit of a stretch and but, like, but isn't really symbolism work. isn't isn't reading symbolism into things always a little bit of a stretch yeah but I think if that's it we're reaching a bit to find it and the movie didn't deliver that like you know what I mean that wasn't like but certainly it felt like and, and she mentions God quite a lot she mentions I found God and now we rose up and we've been planning this for a long time the it's planning a- I didn't get so what you went and bought a load of fugly jumpsuits in red and like disgusting matching sandals like where did they all come from <laughs> like, I did like the, the uniform is creepy the made no sense when they were like the tethered were created by humans no what's more confusing oh, sorry. Soul. But what's- I was like okay <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> and then they just move on and start doing their stupid dance. At one point, I thought they were going to ballet dance together. Which no, Caddy, awesome. sorry, I gotta say, that's not. It wasn't confusing to me that the tethered, or if you want, if whatever they're called, were all wearing individual jumpsuits in their fucking demi layer. I didn't the say it was confusing. I'm just like, no, when she organised the revolution, where did she find the jumpsuits? No, no, let me fi- finish. That's not confusing if they were all wearing individual jumpsuits because that makes sense that these these underground creatures would all be wearing uniform. What didn't make sense to me was that in the 1986 flashback, um, when all the sort of mirror people underneath the world were doing the same movements as the people up above. That was, was a cool sequence. Very cool and yeah. a really interesting idea. But they were wearing the same clothes. So how does that make sense? Why would they all have the identical clothes that they were wearing that day? Well, I mean, none of none of it makes sense, which is why the more they explained it, the sillier it got. And what's almost worse is that it's almost better to explain it away as something supernatural or weird, underground people. But she kind of implied that they were created by humans as an In experiment. Lab, yeah. No, she didn't imply. She said it. Yeah. And they, then the humans they were abandoned cloned. them. They were, she, it was all real, really quick, weird exposition. So she's like, "They tethered us to control the ones upstairs." Yeah. So, so the idea was to. Well, I, I mean, I'd love to be have been in the room when the scientists pitched this. Yeah. So, all right. So we're going to clone the entire human race. They're going to live in these sort of waiting rooms with rabbits. So, no, stay with me. Um, and their outfits will change below, daily. And then we get to control the people upstairs by manipulating their movements are you with me can I get the funding let's do this let's, let's make it happen and then no sorry your funding's cut no let's just leave everyone your funding's cut now you all just get one jumpsuit okay there. and, and also, one pair of sandals and bad news we forgot to build an up escalator so you're all staying down there do you know what I quite liked actually Elizabeth Moss the way her character on the up upside was like uh, hated her husband and then I kind of got the impression that the one downstairs like loved, her, loved husband, her husband. Whereas yeah, with Ethan Youngs was the opposite. She yeah. was like, oh, just because you married him, then I to marry Abraham oh, that's was awful. True. But I just, oh, I hate to sound, and I'm we sound like being like overly critical. I think, I think the reason we're kind of analysing it so much is because we. Did you say analysing? No. 
analyzing because we admire Jordan Peele so much that we're like you know give it we were like really trying to apply a lot of layers to this because we we're like really looking for them <laughs> not sure they were there um and I think honestly I, I'm being honest here I think if you're looking for like a really scary horror, horror film this probably isn't the film for you if you're looking for a really good comedy this is probably not the film for you but if you're looking for a unique movie that you can't quite fit into any genre this is definitely the film for you yeah like, I, I don't s- even think I'd call it a horror I can't I see this being a big it. crowd pleaser well interestingly I, certainly- I looked at I saw it on Rotten Tomatoes and it was like really high for audience uh, for critic score like over 90 but it was like 60 for audience yeah, score yeah that feels about right and even coming out of our um, screening just now I could hear people having conversations and some somebody said to um, his girlfriend who's like what's the chain thing I don't get it yeah. <laughs> it's like I mean there's not certainly that felt kind of symbolic to me without any symbolic sort of but of what like constructive reasoning yeah it. I mean it was I a cool like, visual at the end all the red bodies going across that looked oh it was cool. amazing well, I've never seen it but actually speaking of visuals he puts he put a lot certainly in the earlier um, section he put he put a lot of interesting um, visuals to do with mirrors like there was that amazing or uh, alternative selves well obviously there was this sort of the ride that she went on which said find yourself which is yes. pretty bang on the nose but there was like when they first get on the beach there was this overhead shot of them walking and their shadows were really yeah, long cool. I thought that was really interesting yeah it looked I mean it was it's actually a very cool looking movie and I'd say more interesting looking than Get Out was I mean you can tell it has a bigger budget um, but we should mention before we wrap up because we have to wrap up now that we actually really recently like a week ago did a really big review of Get Out on our friend um, Kobe and Helen do a podcast called Flix Watcher they've been on this podcast before um, but yeah Flix Watcher where they re- review movies on Netflix and it was their 100th episode and they asked us to guest host and we all reviewed Get Out so if you head over there you can hear a big discussion on us loving um, Get Out but um, yeah I think I mean so yeah definitely it's, it's certainly he's an amazing filmmaker like I can't wait to see what he does next but I think I need to dwell on this one maybe this isn't a good one to do cinema on because I, saw, I think I need to think about it a bit more I might read a few articles analysing it and and come back to you yeah certainly it's the kind of thing that makes you a bit hungry for more explanation yeah or I want to go and or, read some fan articles or interpretation yeah and I think you're, you're kind of right in that you can apply any interpretation to most things and it mightn't even be what he intended or what he meant but that's kind of fun I think it's fun to sort of interpret it is fun but what things. I loved about Get Out was the explicit nature of the commentary because I thought it was amazing um, and I thought it was like commentary that needed to be explicit whereas I don't quite know where this one was going um, but we need to wrap up because we have to go and collect your child from okay. where he is playing with friends that was, <laughs> that was weird cryptic um, why did you say that I don't know and coming up next week though you may notice this is episode 149 uh, we accidentally have almost arrived in our 150th episode not accidentally well, we very deliberately well, but we weren't, all these episodes we suddenly realised oh shit it's our 150th episode and we've not planned anything Um so we came up with an idea today which we're quite pleased about we're going to record two episodes for 150th um, and I'm going to pick a movie that I've always wanted to watch with Dave that he's not watched with me and he's going to pick a movie he's always wanted me to watch with him and we're going to do two episodes where yeah. we each review them and watch them together at home so that should be really fun um, we don't and know I can't what, believe we, we, don't know we haven't what they are yet. yet we've got a few ideas <laughs> clearly we've done a lot of planning uh, but you, you will find out uh, next week yeah and I can't believe we've gone through 150 episodes yeah. and actually I realised it's more than 150 because whenever we do bonus episodes we don't put numbers on them 
Oh yeah, well, you know. Yeah. So, 150 main so episodes, been, whatever. We've been rolling this baby out Come for on, a long we gotta time. Go get Oscar. But we got to go. Okay, and thanks, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Let us know um, your interpretation of what it all means. Yeah, and if you liked it, and I hope you did. Um, and also, thank you, I banged on about iTunes reviews last week, but actually, and the week before, people did leave us some, and I really appreciate it. We read every review, so thank you Yes, so thank much. you, everyone. And thank you for everyone who talks to us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, at Cinemile. Yeah, bye. And now we must go and get Oscar. Because <laughs> the great untethering from the babysitter. <laughs> All right, bye. Bye. That's a classic right there. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.